0: Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Hallelujah! Welcome to our service for Sunday the 26th of April. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker and our Gospel reading is read this morning by Mr Alan Stephen. Can I say at this point that if you would like to read or do prayers as part of a recorded service like this in the next few weeks, then I'm looking for volunteers and I would be really glad to hear from you if you want to get in touch with me. I want to say also that you might find it helpful to pause at this point and light a candle before continuing with this brief service. But anyway, we keep a few moments of silence together. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways, O Lord, be known on the earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have Have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord enrich you with his grace and nourish you with his blessing. The Lord defend you in trouble and keep you from all evil. The Lord accept your prayers and absolve you from your offences. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. And this is the collect for this Sunday. Risen Christ, you filled your disciples with boldness and fresh hope. Strengthen us to proclaim your risen life and fill us with your peace to the glory of God the Father. Amen. The first reading is taken from the first letter of Peter, chapter 1, beginning at verse 17. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you by your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God." who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. And found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Father of all, when Jesus spoke to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, their hearts were burning within them. May our hearts be warmed. May our understanding be enlarged. May our steps be turned towards where you want us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just seven days ago, Cleopas was probably part of the crowd with palm branches welcoming King Jesus into Jerusalem. The Old Testament is full of prophecies about a coming king who would make Israel great again. Surely this was it. Surely Jesus was going to be that king. With God's help, he could drive out the Romans. Seven days later, Cleopas and his companion, quite possibly his wife Mary, felt sadness, fear and confusion. There just didn't seem to be any point in staying in Jerusalem. They were leaving. Then a stranger drew alongside on the road. With a delightful irony, uh, Cleopas says to Jesus, whom he doesn't yet recognise, Don't you know about Jesus? We had hoped that Jesus would rescue us, but the authorities killed him. This is the third day, and now his tomb is empty. Some of our friends claim to have seen an angel who said Jesus was alive. But our friends didn't see Jesus, says Cleopas, looking at Jesus. There's so much disappointment. They didn't, for one moment, think that what the women said was true. How could it be? What possible reason could they have to think otherwise? After all, death is so final. Dead people stay dead. Execution is so official too. The authorities must know best. Jesus must have been mistaken if the authorities said so. And the only sort of Messiah that they know about in the Bible is alive. Death wasn't part of the plan that they knew about. But on each of these three counts, Cleopas and his friends were wrong. And so the stranger patiently takes them through the facts, especially the Old Testament prophecies. Firstly, death is not final when God is involved. In the Old Testament, Elisha raised the widow's son. And Jesus, after all, raised Jairus' daughter, and the widow of Nain's son, and most recently Lazarus, too. If someone with the power of life is involved, death is not the end. Uh, secondly, execution does seem like an official rejection. But while priests and governors have authority, what if a higher authority were to speak? What if God was to speak? The word of God is more powerful than any president or any virus. God's word has all authority and sometimes he overrules what we think that we know. And thirdly, clear pass And most of those in his day did not expect a suffering Messiah. But look more carefully at the Old Testament and there are lots of pointers to a Saviour who would lay down his life for the forgiveness of sins and for deliverance from evil. Think of all those sacrifices in the temple. Think of the Passover lamb. Think of that time when Abraham offered his son and then found a sheep caught in the bushes. Then think of all the passages in Isaiah about a a suffering servant. Or even think of Jonah's three days in the fish. Jesus said in the same way he would be three days in the tomb. Oh yes, say Cleopas and his companion. And then... They recognised Jesus in the breaking of the bread. Suddenly, seven miles after dark, no problem, they're back to Jerusalem. Now their hope is not disappointed, but fulfilled. In fact, more than fulfilled, it is wildly expanded. No longer do they have a political hope of deliverance for the Jews. Their hope is becoming one of... Salvation for all people everywhere. A hope like this changes them. We too can be changed. Indeed, we must be changed. Hard though this time of lockdown is, it forces us to ask questions. What's really important? What is our hope? What does it rest on? Does our hope Rest on God. In the Father of all who gives new life to the dead. In the Son of God who lays down his life for the lost. In the Spirit of God who enters these dry bones and raises up a mighty army to live like Jesus in this world. The message of Easter is that Jesus is still alive and he still speaks to frightened hearts today. Are we listening? Will we let him explain the good news to our hearts? And will we use what we have to make that good news known by word and deed? Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, risen from death, we praise you for changed lives and new hopes at Easter. You come to Mary in the garden and you turn her tears into joy. For your love and mercy we give you thanks. You come to the disciples in the upper room and you turn their fear into courage. For your love and mercy we give you thanks. You come to the disciples by the lakeside and you turn their failure into faith. For your love and mercy we give you thanks. You come to the disciples on the Emmaus road and you turn their despair into hope. For your love and mercy we give you thanks. You come to your people now and you turn our weakness into triumph. For your love and mercy we give you thanks. We praise your holy name. Amen. Gracious God, fountain of all wisdom, we pray for all Christian people, for Bishop Christopher, for all Christian leaders, and for those who teach and guard the faith in this land and in our church communities. May the word of Christ dwell richly in our hearts and knit us together in the bond of love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the leaders of the nations and for those in authority under them, for prime ministers, for medical leaders and scientists guiding us through this coronavirus crisis. Give them the gift of your wisdom and a right discernment in all things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our villages, for those who live and work here. We give thanks for the new sense of community as people come together to care. And we pray for the lonely and the isolated. Speak your word of peace in our midst and help us to serve one another as Christ has served us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who do not believe and yet who long to know you, the very word of life. We think of those we know who do not know Christ. Open their ears to hear your voice. Open their hearts to the knowledge of your love in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those bowed down with grief, fear or sickness, especially those who have lost loved ones. We think of the families of Simon Huggins and Cherry Stanley. May your living word bring comfort and healing to all those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all those who have died in the faith of Christ. And we rejoice with all your saints, trusting in the promise of your word fulfilled. Lord of life, hear our prayer and make us one in heart and mind to serve you with joy for ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and always. Amen.